Lance, this is your hag wife from the future. You aren't supposed to have more than two beers. Did I see you having popping a second beer? Tell you what, you won't have this pussy if you keep drinking them beers. Or we go to the court, and you heard about how hard that is. Ha, ha, ha. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly here. What's cracking there, Wackerly? Nothing. Nothing. You excited about the Grammys? No. <laughs> the Grammys going on tonight. <laughs> Hasn't isn't Taylor Swift gonna win every? Hasn't she won everything for like the past eight years? I thought uh, I thought there was a controversy because like Iggy Azalea and that Macklemore guy won like the best rap acts. What about the uh, the All About the Bass girl? She's popular, right? Katy Perry. No, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about pop music. The only thing I know about the Grammys, her name is, is Megan Trainer, is just not to go anywhere near Hollywood. That's the, that's the one thing that sucks about living in Hollywood. Well, there's many things about that suck about living in L.A. Yeah, that's not of, even very high up on the list. Yeah, but they have a lot of award shows because these people need to be um, they need to feed their ego. You know, get another slap on the back. They need accolades. They need to feed off your adoration. So let's give them another award. So I don't even know how many award shows they have. The Video Music Awards, the MTV uh, Video People's Awards, Choice. People's Choice Awards, the Golden Globes, the Grammys, the Oscars, uh, the Emmys. I, I mean, there's just so many. There's countless. And they're always either at Staples Center downtown, tying up all the traffic, or in Hollywood. And uh-huh. they block off, uh, they just block off the streets. So... When they're having an award show, I, I don't even leave the house unless I'm invited, which never happens. Podcast awards. Yeah, the podcast award show. Now, that's mm. an award show that's worth having. Think of the groupies. I know. <laughs> Nobody's not leaving their house because of the podcast awards. You can't go out there. The podcast awards are tonight. You were like, huh? <laughs> you, there, there has to be like a bonafide group of, of podcast groupies. No. You don't think so? You don't think there? No, I don't think so. I think there are. I think uh, you know we we've received emails over the years from fans that I wouldn't consider to be groupies, but um, probably would if like probably would have sex with you if you were to, you know, establish a rapport. But somebody having sex with you is not the definition of a groupie. No, groupies beyond that. But I bet you. Uh, you could have, like, uh, there's a lot of rock stars that have girlfriends in different towns. Every time they come visit, it's like, oh, they just hit them up. Right, but podcasters don't go anywhere. You never know. There's podcasters that tour. What about the really accomplished ones? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, those guys. <laughs> these guys tour. You think they have some groupies? The yeah. Nerdist? I forgot that. They, I forgot about, uh, yeah, I haven't heard about this recently, but the, uh, podcasters who go do their show live on stage. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing we've so never done. It. to me. 
We've this has been requested countless times. Wackerly <laughs> no, shoots it, it down every time. It has not been. Do you know how many limeys have written it on Facebook, being like, "Why don't you come to Limeyland and do a live okay. show?" And it's like. No. <laughs> Wackily doesn't even respond as to a reason why we wouldn't do it. The, and you're talking about like two people did that. One guy maybe sent in three emails, and then another guy said, oh, "I I concur." But yeah, I don't think we have groupies. But I bet you like the nerdists, like those guys. I guarantee they have groupies. Mark Marin. Well, okay, but if Mark Marin has a groupie, is that a podcast groupie or is that a stand-up comedian groupie? Yeah, that's the thing. There's a uh, there's chuckle groupies. Mm. There's girls that just only bang uh, comedians. And since comedians have podcasts, I think the uh, the lines are blurred. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing up groupies is because I went to a quote-unquote estate sale at a famous groupies house yesterday. That's why Everybody I, thought you were going to say that uh, you banged a groupie. <laughs> yeah, no, you, that that's never happened. You switched the story. <laughs> I went to a garage sale, a yard sale. Think of what one of our groupies would look like. Oh. I would be frightened. Remember that story about the Chinese Chinese woman who chopped off that dude's dick and then chopped it off again? Mm-hmm. That was his wife, though. Yeah, sick and wrong groupie. <laughs> she was. Um, but anyway, so yeah, yesterday, the reason why we couldn't craft on Saturday, we usually craft on Saturdays these days because we're older. We're older now. We're more mature. It's a mature podcast. Mm-hmm can't stay up to the wee hours of the night on a weekday to craft so we do it saturday mm-hmm. saturday is a good day for crafting and wackerly's wife she's she's working so we're not going to interfere with the schedule it's good it's a good time to craft so anyway normally we're going to do it but then i emailed wackerly i was like hey i can't do it because i'm going to an estate sale at pamela debar's house estate sale an estate sale is what like old gay couples go to yeah, but that's how it was described uh, we need, to me. We don't buy our furniture at Ikea. We get uh, authentic pieces. <laughs> they always call them pieces. You know, like, oh, you mean that, that chair? No, that's a fine piece. It's a okay. fine piece of mid, <laughs> mid-century modern architecture. Right, exactly. Um, no, but uh, Lenora texted me. She was like, hey, do you want to go to this estate sale? So it was described to me as an estate sale. And in Hollywood... Estate sales can be, they, they, you, can, you can find a treasure, just a treasure trove of just weird shit at estate sales. Like I went to, a, I think I talked about this on the show like a year ago, some like crazy old uh, Paramount executive died and she had, a, her family had an estate sale to get rid of all her shit. She lived alone, never married, and just had this massive house up in the Hollywood Hills filled with clowns. Clowns everything. Clown statues, clown paintings, clown velvet paintings, clown dolls. The whole place was just bizarre. There's a lot of those kind of um, estate sales here. So you never know. Like, uh, you know, some crazy old porn star dies. And they just lived lived by themselves, but collected all this weird shit over the years. Yeah. You know what they should do with that? Bulldoze it into a landfill. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is you never know. You can't predict what this estate sale might be. So Lenora texts me. She's like, Pamela DeBar is having an estate sale. Pamela DeBar is probably, I don't know, the most renowned groupie. The, the, probably the most famous groupie. Like, if you think of a groupie, who do you think of? <laughs> I guess Pamela DeBar now. How can I say anything else? Or uh, was it B.B. Buell, the, uh, the mother of Liv Tyler? Uh-huh. She's a famous one. 
But like Pamela, this is the, this is the my same the thing. Famous. I mean, a, a hot girl who fucks a couple of rock stars does that make you a groupie? I guess it does. Well, no, but the, the, I'm going to get to the definition of groupie in a second here. But BB Buell, like or Bebe Buell, I don't know how to say it. She like was a girlfriend of Steven Tyler, one of the road wives. Like she just traveled with the band and and like yeah, I'm sure he had sex with many other women that weren't groupies. But she was the groupie in the sense that she traveled with the band was like his surrogate girlfriend or surrogate wife did he have another wife at the same time yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure but i think a lot of bands do that like um steven tyler even has i've heard he has a prenup that said that uh, when he's on tour his marriage vows don't count <laughs> probably to protect his fortune some of this shit to me sounds like uh hearsay not even hearsay like shit made up by the uh you know their PR, their publicity agent. Well, the media, you know? I know, because it like builds his legend as being this like Lothario, but really it's like, I don't know. You just <laughs> you know think it's I mean? exaggerated. It seems exaggerated. Well, they become mythic characters, but the thing right. is, though, a lot of these guys, like the guys that Pamela DeBar banged, have achieved mythic status. I mean, she dated, got Keith Moon, Jimmy Page, Mick Jagger. Like she was like, you know the girlfriend to all these guys. And she wrote right. a book about it. She wrote several books, actually. One of them called I'm With The Band. Uh, she gave me a sign, or she, I bought a signed copy of that. Um, she also wrote a book called Let's Spend The Night Together, which has her stories, but also stories of other famous groupies, like um, the plaster caster woman. Remember her? No. Did she uh, make she, plaster casts of all the rock stars' cocks or something? Every, every rock star's cock. She, uh, Cynthia Plaster Caster. Um, yeah, every, every rock star's cock, she, she cast it in plastic, but baby Buell, Cleo Odzer, there's, there are like a group of these groupies that were just kind of famous and Pamela of, of that group, Pamela DeBar is probably the most notorious. And so she was, she's moving to Nashville. So she was having a garage or a, an estate sale as Lenora put it. So I was thinking, all right, this might be kind of cool. You never know. I mean, maybe you could get like Jimmy Page's cum rag or something. Or who knows? I mean, I don't. Who knows what, what you're gonna she do with that? Keep. Yeah, but okay. Let's say I know why uh, Pamela was like a huge Elvis fan. What if she had like a a bronze thing of like Elvis's balls? Would you buy that? You're awfully in- interested in all these male uh, rock stars' genitalia, and you're you're and not emissions, <laughs> and you're not. No, I'm not. Well, I'm just saying what what pot, you never know what she might own, like what she might have, like what curios right. or collectibles she might have. I mean, he she might have like a pair of Elvis's sunglasses. That would be cool to have. But you went straight for a fucking his bronze balls. Is there Elvis's jizz on there's the sunglasses? Probably some jizz on the. Okay, lens. if there's jizz on the sunglasses, then okay, I would buy it. You okay, because you have Elvis's sperm. His are milk. you are you thinking you're going to do some kind of like a Jurassic Park type thing? <laughs> bring him back yeah you know. <laughs> you're like clone elvis <laughs> but then you'd have to like raise him up from a baby which would be kind of a drag i will clone him in my own image and then what be if he mix. likes what if you spend all this money to clone elvis and then you raise him from a baby and then he turns like 17 and he's like well oh, i think i'm gonna go to college to for nursing <laughs> like no I, you can't I be a nurse, Elvis, dude. I think I would raise him. He'd just end up being, cause, because he's my kid, he just wouldn't be attractive. He'd be overly cynical, not musically talented in the least. The next thing you know, he's just got some office job and just hates life. Wow, right. you're just like your old man. No, but, no, no. You I, mean I, Elvis? No, no. <laughs> you're a surrogate old man. 
You never know what these these women might have, or the, you know these estate sales. You never know what you might. Oh, find I know what it. they might have. Well, yeah, but you, who knows what she is? But you never know what you might find at these estate sales. And I was thinking she probably has just this amazing vinyl collection. It's all signed copies of first pressing vinyl because you know, and she's moving. She doesn't want to carry it with her. So, you know, I Did bet she? she. Yeah, I bet you could get some deals. So anyway, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go check this out. It was okay. early. You you you've uh, you've set up all this stuff to assure everybody the reasons why you went that are not gay so moving on okay but that, that's the main reason i went because that's not super gay unless there's some semen on the vinyl then, right in the hole you can't even put it on your record player because like the little holes clogged up with semen hardened don't tell me you've never masturbated on a record before it's a perfect size that little hole yeah it works um so anyway it was early it was all the way out in marina del rey kind of right now next to venice and it was at like 10 a.m so I got up early on a Saturday morning. I uh, mean, my girlfriend get up at like 10 a.m. We, we met Lenora and her friend. Oh, you said there. the sale was at 10 a.m. How did you get up at 10 a.m. and make it out to Venice? We didn't get there till like 11. But, but anyway, we get out there. And this estate sale was little more than just a yard sale, really. It was just a, a bunch of just crap. It's and been then, degraded from garage, from estate sale to garage sale to yard sale. You know what? You know what's, well, there's two levels below that. Then there's sidewalk sale for those who don't have a yard. Yeah, sidewalk sale. And then for those who are homeless is the sidewalk crack sale. <laughs> crack it sale. Crack walk sale. Yeah, yeah. The crack walk sale. You see that in like uh, urban The areas. Mission and the Tenderloin often has. And then that's usually stolen stuff. I, I guess in my mind, I figured Pamela DeBar would live in like some big house, like mansion type of place in Hollywood Yeah, well, Hills. you know, she was such a successful groupie for so many years. Yeah, but <laughs> you never know. She might, have, she might have been bestowed some gifts from like Mick Jagger. He's like, here, just take my house in Bel Air. You know, you never know. <laughs> She's written like six books. Okay. Uh, I'm with a band. But that was not the case is what you're trying to no, say. No, it wasn't the case. It was this tiny like three bedroom house like uh, near the beach, kind yeah. of, I guess, in that area in it's Marina nothing Del Rey. nothing to sneeze at. And vet around Marina Del Rey, it's that's expensive, probably a million yeah. dollars. Does she own it or rent it? I assume she owned it. I didn't really get into uh, the details with her about her home ownership. <laughs> so you're a homeowner there, Pamela. What's your mortgage? No, I didn't I didn't get into that. I uh but anyway, walking into her house, I was just like my neuroses just like started fluttering. Like I was just the anxiety. I was just kind of like, "Oh my god, this is gross." Cuz you know me. I I don't like clutter. I don't like bric-a-brac. I don't like knickknacks. I, d- I don't. I'm, I would say I'm Tchotchkes, a, souvenirs. Tchotchkes, souvenirs. I, I'm not like that type of guy. I like my things, you know, to be very neat, ordered. I, I don't really own that much stuff. I guess I have a record collection. That's about it. It's the only thing I collect. <laughs> and I, I, it's sparse. Like, my, my apartment's sparsely decorated. the guy with a hairless decorated. cat and a bunch of podcasting equipment and a fucking giant furry rug and a leather couch. You're not going <laughs> to see a curio cabinet filled with Hummel figurines. Record you know? uh, a record cabinet is not much far away from that. No, that that's the one thing I do collect. But anyway, her house, but my my house is orderly. Like if you come here, things are put away, it's clean, superficially clean. This place was just it was hard to it was difficult to walk through. And I know she's having a a sale. Would you call her a, a hoarder? Sale. She called herself a hoarder. She's like, "I'm a hoarder. I'm a collector. I love to collect." Yeah. Well, she's it's like, probably the same uh instinct that, you know, told her to hoard rock star cock for so long i think that's what it is it's like it you know when she was younger it was rock stars cocks and now it's uh just inanimate objects 
Hummels. Hummels. No, but it wasn't really Hummels. Like she had all this weird Jesus stuff. Precious moments. Elvis stuff. Um, lots of Elvis paintings. Lots of paintings of herself. Portraits of her that people have done over the years. Um, what kind of people? Yeah, different people. Like fans. <laughs> Ronnie Wood. No, I mean, not like musicians have done, but like fans. You know, she had this. I, I was actually going to buy this. Oh, so she has groupie groupies? Yeah, she's she's written many That's books. That's interesting. But you, I mean, there's legitimate, there's groupies for groupies now. You know, I think there's guys that are like, oh, you know, uh, she's one of the most famous groupies and I'm going to paint this painting of you. And they send her a painting. Like she had this massive yeah. painting that was done like Dia de los Muertos style. A, a portrait, self-portrait. <laughs> That's kind of insulting to an older lady. That was cool looking. It was, it was uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Sugar Skull. Yeah. That's how, but you know what she had? This uh, big portrait of Walt Whitman. I thought it was hmm. Darwin at first. And I was like, wow, is that for sale? Because I would have bought that. Yeah, I would not have been able to dis- determine, discriminate between Walt Whitman, Darwin, or Karl Marx. <laughs> Karl Marx says his hair is a bit frizzier. Got oh, more of a it? stern look on his face. There you Walt go. Walt Whitman just kind of, you know, he's he's got this like introspective look. This hmm. he's he's in silent reverie. Was Walt Whitman the one who was uh, notoriously anti-Semitic? Oh no, that was E.E. E. Cummings. I think they all were. But uh, he wrote Leaves of Grass. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, she she oh, yeah. she. You know, I bet you. Pamela, Most people say Blades of Grass. I bet you Pamela probably would have had sex with Walt Whitman if given the opportunity. I, you know, you'd be remembered longer in history for having sex with Walt Hit- Whitman than, uh, you know, Bill Wyman. If somehow time travel became possible, do you think groupies would go back in time and have sex with like Abraham Lincoln and like Benjamin Franklin and Walt Whitman? Just these yeah. famous literary figures. I mean, it would fuck up history. If you like create all these weird paradoxes, we're <laughs> like, and then Ben Franklin was trying to invent electricity, but some fucking hot chick came out of nowhere, <laughs> boned him, and then he didn't. And he got herpes. <laughs> and he died <laughs> before we got independence. Just going back in time to bang Mark Twain. I could see that happening. See, that wouldn't affect anything uh, material. And Mark Twain probably would write a good story about it. And everybody would just say, oh, that's a funny metaphor that Mark Twain made up. And he'd be like, actually, I really (laughs) did fuck that lady with all the Aquanet in her hair. (laughs) Yeah, right, Mark Twain. You're always joshing and pulling our legs. And then years later, you could have that estate sale. Here's my copy of Huckleberry Thin with some of Mark Twain's pubic hair. Taped Did right you here. say Huckleberry Thin? <laughs> Huckleberry Finn. Is that? Are you casting aspersions on the girth of Mark Twain's cock? You never know. You never know. Nobody will ever know how big Mark Twain's cock was. Even if you exhumed his body, the cock part's all dried up. I mean, you can't but if, tell. if you were a time-traveling groupie, you would yeah. know. You know what I would do? I would, uh, I would ask him to pose for, you know, those shadow portraits? What are, what's a One shadow of those, but just his cock in profile. See, Wackerly, you okay? I might be obsessed. I'm with I'm not musicians. touching it. I'm just fucking outlining be, the shadow for for monetary gain when I come back to the present time. I might be interested, abnormally interested in rock stars' genitalia. You seem to be very interested in, uh, you know, deceased writers' genitalia. I'm just saying that you could probably sell that for a lot of money, like a shadow portrait of Mark Twain's profile of his penis. What about David Foster Wallace's shadow penis? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want that? He's well, deceased. maybe in 50 years. 
Okay, so anyway, Pamela DeBar, we're in the house. I'm freaking out because I don't want to touch anything. I thought there were like bed bugs everywhere. She's got this roommate that, um, I don't know, looks like she's also about like 50 or something, but just full on meth face. Her room, she's like, you can come into my room and take a picture with the Maltese Falcon. I guess her grandfather was the prop maker for the Maltese Falcon, so you could take a picture the of the movie. Maltese Falcon. I didn't even want to go near her room. It was just packed could with stuff. Could you buy the Maltese Falcon? No, it was like a statue replica that was used in the movie. It was definitely not for sale. I don't know how much it would be. But judging by the contents of her room is probably the most valuable piece of merchandise in, or just a you know, belonging that she owned. Okay. What was the best thing that uh, Pamela DeBar had for sale? Well... Okay, for sale, not much. I mean, I didn't really buy anything. I know uh, my girlfriend bought like uh, some clothes because she had like all these dresses and stuff like that. So like, my girlfriend bought some clothes. I mm. bought like. Did a, you did you inspect them? I didn't. I should have. I should have looked them. There over. might be some se- rock star semen on one of them. You know, well, you know like she Bill bought Clinton. a uh, for a upcoming uh, party she's going to. She bought like this nightgown thing that and I was thinking. And there's a stain on it, and I was thinking, I bet you that's Mick Jagger's semen on that. Hmm. Does it look like a semen stain? I might do some tests a little bit later. Can I borrow your microscope? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, the, the, the place was just packed with stuff. I, I barely even walked around because I was so disgusted. You know, I just have this anxiety about being in like a hoarder's apartment. Um, she did have some stuff on the walls, though, like her paintings. that, Like the Walt Whitman painting. I would have bought that. She also had a Velvet Elvis. It was just Elvis crying. I would have bought hmm. that, too, but that wasn't for sale. So all the stuff I wanted wasn't for sale. No records? Not, not even a single record. She even had tapes. She just had nothing. She just had books. I, I guess maybe she wasn't, she wasn't into like, obviously into like record collecting. Listening to music, just more like fucking those dudes. Well, I mean, she, I think the music changed her life. She claimed she was, she has a different definition well, well, of I mean, groupie. she has to say that. She can't say like that the cock changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's It's, it's a euphemism. Well, because you think of the word groupie, and it is kind of like a opportunistic term. It's just like, you know, these girls are trying to basically conquer all these different rock stars, like another notch in their bedpost. It's like, I've, well, you know, I... Well, I think it's more, I think it's even more accurate than that. They, you know, the, you look at the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or Cream or whatever, and you're like, wow, they're so cool. I, I wish I was in that band. Like, I wish I was that cool. But if you're a girl, a groupie, you're like, I can be in that group. I'll just I'm get one of those guys to fuck me. And then I'm in the group, too. Yeah, because you're a part of the group. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm part of the group. That's, and hence the title of her first book, I'm with the band. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it is. I mean, I think it's, she obviously wasn't talented enough to have her own famous <laughs> I mean, rock is? band. We're not all. No, we're not. We're not all Ringo Starr, for God's sakes. But this is the next best thing. I think women have a distinct it's not advantage. Really open to men, though. Yeah, path. women have a distinct advantage here. Unless uh, you're a groupie of like George Michael or Liberace. Or what if one of these guys was really into magic or something, and then you just practiced like doing? But but then again, the same thing. You actually have to become talented enough at something to impress somebody. You can't just like give a blowjob, which I guess is a talent in itself. But um, so in her book, in her recent book, her most recent book, "Let's Spend the Night Together." Uh, Pamela says a groupie is a music lover who just wants to be near the band. Sexual it can be, but mainly it's about being friends, helpers, assistant guides. They're music-loving muses. It's not about the sex, Wackerly. It's the first thing you focus on. 
it's all euphemism to make herself <laughs> seem like more than a, just some weird like faux prostitute. Well, g- the term groupie they say is uh, they attribute it to Bill Wyman. He coined the term, the basis for the Rolling Stones. Wyman says that maybe Keith Richards did it, but Keith Richards is like, no, Wyman created the word. But I guess the t- the uh, that group, the Stones, had euphemisms and code words for different for the women that they met on tour. Hmm. So uh, maybe the code word Wyman used to use was groupie. And uh, back in the 70s, I mean, in the 80s, I, I bet you like the 60s, 60s groupies started in the 60s. In the 70s, there were a lot of groupies. Flourished in the 70s. In the 80s, they were still around, especially in the late 80s with the uh, hair metal scene. But uh-huh. I think groupies kind of, with the grunge scene, I mean, I, I think groupies are still there. They're just not as high profile as they used well, to be. It seems like everybody in the grunge scene who lived in Seattle... They weren't fucking groupies. They were all fucking Courtney Love. <laughs> Every single one <laughs> of them. She was a groupie. But she was in her own band. And she they was were all in her fucking own band, it's but... like they were all fucking one groupie, Courtney Love. Well, like you were telling that... me this before the show. Like the Lemonheads guy, Evan Dando, and fucking somebody from Soundgarden and the Screaming Trees. They are all fucking Courtney Love. That must be why she named her band Hole. Service <laughs> <laughs> was so fucking gaped open from doing all these guys people used to say uh she never even had a record contract had it not been for the union with kurt but that band was all right i liked that i didn't mind a lot of people like him yeah i mean they were i couldn't even name a song um not to be like cool but but doll parts that was a song by hole the the, the popular one was called something else yeah i can't remember (laughs) but that but the thing is so there were groupies at that time, like high-profile groupies, like uh, the plaster caster woman and uh, Pamela DeBar. But but now, can I mean, I know groupies still exist in this day and age, but you never hear about them. I think <laughs> there's no famous groupies. Well, I think the the reason is is these rock stars and musicians and sports players are more accessible now with social media than they used to be back in you know back in the '80s. Also, all of their public-facing life is more managed, so. If they're hooking up with somebody, you know, they have PR people that will well, that will control whether that is public information or not. Or whether, yeah, whether it would occur. I mean, they would, uh, I think they could do it discreetly. But I think you yeah. could DM somebody, like direct message somebody. If you're a, a, you know, a rock star and you had your Twitter account and you were posting Twitters and some girl hashtagged you and, or um, at tagged you and wrote back something, you could DM her. And probably you're like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. two weeks from now. You want to hang out and have a beer? Right. I mean, I think that didn't happen back then. Back then, it was like these girls had to work for it. Like Pamela DeBar probably had to go there and give a hand job to the security guy, a blowjob to the tour manager just to get back. And once you're backstage, then you get to hang out with the band. Right. Her lips are all chapped. Her hand is all <laughs> calloused. By the time she gets to the, rock, the star of the show, she's already two-thirds used up. Well, I'm saying there's a lot more effort, so therefore she deserves the recognition as being a famous groupie. These groupies today are lazy. And they're just on Twitter. They're sitting at home, sending Snapchats of their titties. Um, but back then, though, Robert Plant uh, distinguished between fans who wanted brief sexual encounters versus groupies who actually traveled with musicians for extended periods of time. Kind of acting as a surrogate girlfriend or taking care of the musician's wardrobe and social life. Nancy Spungen, Nancy, Sid and Nancy, who uh, was the partner of Sid Vicious, she's one of those women. There you go. You know, uh, they're called road wives oftentimes. 
And so I think that era of groupie doesn't exist as much as it used to. I also think a lot of rock stars now like are like family men, you know, <laughs> like, like I hate being on tour. You always hear rock stars say that nowadays. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much that I hate the road. I think they're also uh, more concerned about their image, you know, because of, because of PR and because of like, uh, you know, they're so accessible. Well, depending on what kind of band you're in though. I mean, like sometimes it's good for your image to be like, man, that guy just gets around. Like I I was saying about Aerosmith, not that they're a current band, but that type of a band. But what about like uh, these neo indie folk bands? You know, it's like, like iron and wine. It's just like this picture of these guys just being these huge womanizers. I don't know if that's going to boost their image especially with like all these young feminists on the like jezebel jezebel be like, sure. oh he's a dirt bag next thing you know there's all these pictures that groupies are posting of him sending snapchats of his cock to all these girls and then he's just demonized by the press no one's going to his shows anymore no one's buying his records well and not to de- to belabor a point that we've talked about before also but it's also now very i don't want to say easy but <laughs> you have to watch out for Girls being like, yeah, D. Simon of the Cigarong podcast raped me when he was uh, on some like publicity tour, and then you're like, huh? That's another. Yeah, issue. here I have his, I have a sample of his semen that I scraped out of my cervix. It, and don't they say uh, like a lot of um, sport like athletes say that they they've seen girls taking condoms out of the trash, you know, to try right. to get pregnant. Yep, poke poke holes in the condom. But the worst part about it is let's say you are a famous person. Let's say, you know, Lance Wackerly, famous podcrafter, ends up banging exactly. a lot of his fans. Next thing you know, they go to a, a Tumblr page like Groupie Dirt and start dishing out the uh, the dirt about yeah. how small your penis is. Or, you know, how misshapen and uneven my balls are. Your curved dick. How I don't wipe my ass very well. <laughs> your discolored scrotum. That's the next thing that happens. Oh, uh, Lance Wackerly lasts about two minutes. And then uh, blamed really? it on me for being too attractive. <laughs> you know, and, and that, that's what happened. So um, uh, this website I came across here, Groupie Dirt. It's a Tumblr page. You should go check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, we, we handpicked a few of our favorite stories here about us, different musicians. Yeah, this is the way of the internet now. You find something that somebody else does on the internet, and then you curate it. <laughs> We've curated the content. We've curated the content. Yeah. It's like click hole. Uh, Chris Isaac, Chris Isaac, he was a famous, would you say soft rocker? I guess there's just a rock and roller. He's a crooner. Crooner from uh, the Bay Area. He's adult contemporary, that's what you call that shit. The song Wicked Game, remember that? It was a wicked, yeah, you know why? Because that hot chick on the beach. Yeah, because all of us who are our age, we were probably like 14 or 15 when that came out, and we all jacked off to the video. We didn't have the internet, that's what we had. There's a lot of uh, scenes with her, with her top off. Not that you could see her side nips, boob, but you can yeah, see lots side of boob. side boob, and she's covering her tits up with her hands. She's running along the beach. Side butt, too. Under side butt. butt. Yeah, it was hot. So mm-hmm. uh, singer-actor Chris Isaac has a preference for Asian women, because almost all the women he dates are Asian. He's from San Francisco, right? Maybe that's why. Uh, Marin. Marin. But yeah. Uh, two of his past girlfriends have been uh, comedian Margaret Cho. <laughs> that is disgusting. And uh, actress Bai Ling, who she was, she was hot back in the day. Also weird looking. Uh, there's an unconfirmed rumor that uh, Chris Isaac can give himself a blowjob. He likes to demonstrate this talent at parties. Now, this is always uh, inspires a question also. 
can Chris Isaac give himself a blowjob because his dick is so long or because his back is so flexible or a combination of the two? I'm thinking his dick is so long and that's why they okay. included this. But okay. do you think he's giving himself a blowjob while singing the Wicked Game song? And gagging at the same time. Because <laughs> he's playing a wicked game with himself. It is kind of a wicked game to give yourself a It is. Job. Very wicked. What do you have? This is my wicked game to play. <laughs> Suck my dick this way. Uh, well, uh, Ice-T, veteran rapper Ice-T, as they like to call him, likes to get white pussy, according to a lady who experienced him. He's been said to have great stamina, too. That's interesting. <laughs> what about Coco? Isn't she white? Yeah, didn't they just divorce? No, I think he's still with her. Coco's like 75% manufactured product. Yeah, she's not she's like some kind of like, I don't know if she's like 75% silicone or plastic yeah. or whatever. What, some kind other, of other non-biodegradable content. substance. Um, yeah, I think they just divorced, which is funny. Like, where is Ice-T going to find another chick who looked like that? Oh, they're all over the place. <laughs> I read that uh, a lot of people say she's got like a permanent camel toe, but she says Ice-T calls it a pussy cushion. A pussy cushion. A pussy, pussy cushion. pillow. Labia yeah, pillow. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next one here is Allison Chains lead singer Lane Staley. Now listen to this. You're Lane Staley. You know, you Am got I? this like underground uh, rebellious image. You know, you're a heroin addict. You're um, probably a lead singer of one of the premier grunge bands from that time. You bang this chick. Next thing you know, she's going to this blog here and saying that Lane Staley is described as having a three to four inch penis and a great sexual disappointment. He's a heroin addict. So uh, heroin makes you lose your sex drive. It also might make your dick shrink up. I don't know. Some drugs do that, right? I don't know. You know, lead guitarist here, Jerry Cantrell, has earned high praise for his sexual skills and knowing how to work his big penis. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Another girl said Jerry is imaginative and great in the oral sex department, but sometimes likes to gross her out with farting. Which one is that, Jerry Cantrell or the other one? He's the guitarist. Lane Staley's a singer. Wouldn't you be pissed, though, if like you read this blog... And this girl's like, yeah, Lane Staley you got a three to four inch dick, but the guitarist guy, like, oh my god, no, this guy's great. I would rise up from the grave. Farts on my head. If I were Lane Staley, I'd rise up from the grave like, like the mummy, and go get her. You bastard. Yeah, no, I'd be pissed. Well, how about this, Lenny Kravitz? Lenny Kravitz is an unforgettable lover, says one woman who got together with him after one of his concerts. If you want to, quote, fly away with Lenny, get ready for his erotic kissing. Lenny is also a notorious womanizer, with his sex life being described as a, quote, revolving door. Some of these sound like it was actually the, the famous person wrote it in. It's like Wikipedia, and then somebody else edited another part. Um, Glenn Danzig is described as being unlikable and strange. He is strange. Other women say he's polite and he likes playing the field. His penis is reportedly five inches. Groupies say that Not Glenn bad. likes a certain look on women. Black leather or vinyl, high heels, and fishnet stockings will do the trick. Glenn also thinks smoking's a turnoff, so don't light up in front of him. <laughs> I don't like smoking. Some of these sound like a like an OK Cupid profile. <laughs> You know what, uh, Lenora 
uh, used to live right. Well, Danzig used to live on um, Franklin, right, kind of right around the Los Feliz, kind of near where Lenora lived. And right. Lenora said like there are times when she go to like Seven Eleven, and she'd see Danzig leaving with like a box of wine and just two skanks, like just looked at just like Hot Topic rejects, cool. going right back to his house. That seems pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I think uh, me and Glenn have the same predilection when it comes to women. You think Glenn could afford something better than 7-Eleven box wine, though? <laughs> I don't Maybe he likes Franzia. <laughs> maybe, I bet you Glenn, though, doesn't even drink, and he's like, I'm just buying the wine for the bitches. He seems like one of those assholes who doesn't drink. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm just buying the cheapest wine possible for these women. And he, may, and he just tries to force them to drink it as fast as possible. Drink, drink, drink it. <laughs> drink it. I can see that. <laughs> Did you know that um, Leonard Skinner, the band, Freebird? Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner likes to screw around on their women, says one groupie who claims to have sex with several of members of the band at some of their entourage. He just likes to screw around. Yeah, they're confused whether Leonard Skinner is an actual person or a band. They switch in this one sentence. They switch back and forth like five times. But I like that uh, uh, this person who reported this also fucked the entourage. Meaning, oh, nice. another great subculture, the roadies. But I mean, the, do the roadies? That's that's my question. It's like, so if the if the groupie can't bang the lead singer, is she like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just fuck the roadie? I don't think the girls, the groupies ever are like, I'll just fuck the roadie. I think some of them are so dumb that um, the roadie convinces these girls that he's like somehow part of the band. Hmm. When really yeah. he just sets up the uh, amps and whatnot. So um, in the band Metallica, who do you think is the uh, the most generous lover? Um, What's the... Uh... The black, curly-haired bassist guy's name. Kirk Hammett. Kirk Hammett. He looks like the nicest of the bunch. Wow. How very perceptive of you, Ackerley. Well, Metallica I should guitarist. Be, I, should be, I should sell my services as an advisor to groupies and be like, you should go after that one. I think you should set up a groupie service for these rock stars. Groupie advisory clinic? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett has earned high praise for his lovemaking abilities. One lady describing him as fantastic... With a gorgeous dick. Um, Kirk is an admitted bisexual swinger who's been known to frequent sex clubs with his wife. Lars Ulrich, on the other hand. Terrible, and I would say that that was the one you should steer way clear of. Yep, and that's a good call. He is unforgiven for being a sexual disappointment. One groupie who Adam says technique is wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And Lars sometimes has trouble getting up his uncircumcised penis. <laughs> Where is he from? Sweden? Something like that. I thought everybody in Sweden was like tall and had a giant cock. And then we have the, like, they send their dwarf over here to play drums in a metal band. You know, he was like a professional tennis player <laughs> at one point. Yeah, my opinion of him just went down further. They also say Lars talks too much and his fondness for alcohol and cocaine doesn't make for a lot of fun. Paranoid and a limp dick. Sounds fun to me. Ladies, take note of that. One more. What do you have, Wackerly? Which one? That's it. I already That's did it? all mine. You just did your three? All right. I'll like Lars Ulrich, <laughs> I finished too soon. I will do one more, and then we got to move on. Um, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. This is disgusting. Think of this. Picture this the whole time I'm describing this. Picture Steven Tyler's 
withered, right. disgusting genitalia. Should I close my eyes? Yeah, just like just hovering in your in front of your uh, your face. Oh, uh, the he's, smell. He's the smell. considered the best rock star to have sex with. Um, he's been described as a sex god. He earned high praise from all groupies who have had sex with him. And he was singled out in particular for his oral sex abilities. Imagine Steven Tyler with his tongue just like shoved up inside your labia. Just licking your labia. Are you disgusted, Wackerly? I'm still imagining it. <laughs> you don't seem that disgusted. What do you want me to You're say? like, okay, all right. Well, first of all, I don't have labia. I mean, I, I have I have butt lips. That's <laughs> John Steele. Yeah, I'm just say. saying. Let's say you had a vagina, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see. That's the thing. I was I had to get. I was still imagining that part, and then I have to then continue to imagine Stephen Tyler's tongue being up there. I guess I would say I don't want that. Stephen puts that ample mouth to good use. This uh, also seems like Steven Tyler wrote it himself. I think it was his publicist. Yeah. Um, they say that uh, Joe Perry's a great lover, but not apparently as legendary as Steven. But uh, several girls have, several girl groupies here have had a threesomes with Joe and Steve. Sex with Steven's been described as a roller coaster ride. You don't know what will happen next, but whatever it is, it'll make you scream. God, that leaves open a lot of questions here. What do you think he's doing? I think it's bullshit. I think he's writing this in is what he's doing. Because anybody who's like, even if somebody is good at sex, like once in a while you fuck somebody and the girl's just like, eh. <laughs> Did you have a lot to drink tonight or what? Are you saying once in a while? <laughs> whatever. Sometimes. Eight times out of ten. Yeah. Whatever you want to, whatever your ratios are. I mean, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I mean, it's not like Steven Tyler's like, like a sexual superhero, like the Aquaman of fucking or something. It's never bad with Steven Tyler. Wackerly, you don't have a vagina. You can't say that for sure. I mean, like, because to say that he was, he's consistently always good at sex, then that means he, like, is thinking about it all the time and has, like, a playbook and, like, okay, uh, first we're going to go to a number two uh, move and then I'm going to go back to my number eight and I haven't tried number 23 in a while. And he, like, writes it all down on a big, like, football coach, fucking, like, one of those whiteboards. Think of his vocal range, though. And he probably does his warm-ups with those massive lips. Next thing you know, woman is screaming. I guess that's what I'm saying. Are these women just like really impressed because a dude will fucking eat eat her out? I don't know. I Not mean, that you, great. you don't know his lovemaking technique. I don't. You know who knows? Maybe that. Maybe that's it. I just. I'm not, I don't even. It, it's so beyond my abilities that I don't even understand it. I think they're screaming from the disgusting discharges coming out of his withered penis. I think that's what oh, like it, it's like a scream of terror. Yes, that's what I think it is. Huh. Anyway, um, you can read more about these rock stars and uh, the sexual prowess of these rock stars in uh, Pamela DeBar's books. Go check out "I'm with a Band." She actually signed a copy of that for me. I was I was very excited about that. I'm reading that right now. But then her other book, "Let's Spend the Night Together," um, is not only doesn't only uh, tell tales of her stories, but also she interviews other famous um, groupies. Groupies or this uh, website, groupydirt.tumblr.com or whatever. Yeah. Uh, people, this is episode 469 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Send your stories, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter. And if we give you credit, we'll send you a uh, Sick and Wrong care package because we love our fans that much. Um, we've got some good ones here for this week. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor about the special, sweet, amazing, sexy Valentine's Day 
deal that's going on at AdamEve.com. Wackerly loves Valentine's Day as being a, uh, a uh, romantic as you are. Um, Valentine's Day is a year, it's a holiday you look forward to, typically, right? Oh, yeah. More so I than Halloween. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, Halloween and Valentine's Day, the best. Your two favorite holidays. <laughs> Next to Sweetest Day, and that's not your list. I just but, uh, really love candy. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day, though. You can make this one a special Valentine's Day by going to adamneath.com. And the reason this is a good idea is because you don't have to do much. You just get, you know, your fat ass can sit on your keyboard. You don't have to leave your chair. Go to adamneath.com. <laughs> don't Adam actually sit on your keyboard. You'll probably order way too much. Yeah, but what I'm saying, you don't have to go run around to a flower shop. Go to like the Hallmark store. Go to uh, Spencer's Gifts to buy something sexy. All you got to do is just go to adamneath.com. You'll see 50% off any item. Uh, toys, lingerie, whatever. They'll give you a romance kit. There you go. Now you don't even need foreplay because you could just use this kit. This is so much easier. This, ma- this makes our life just so much easier. Um, the romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, something you both can enjoy, and a free adult DVD. So there it is. That is the epitome of convenience for lovemaking. You know, you're going to have to have sex with your wife or your girlfriend on Valentine's Day. It's inevitable. So why not just make it convenient and easy? Go to adamandeve.com. Free shipping, too. 50% off one item, free romance kit, free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's DIDDLE. Adamandeve.com. So you might have seen this first article. Uh, It was sent in by Chris. Chris writes... Dickhead has part of his nose cut off to look like Red Skull. Did you see this guy? <laughs> yeah, I did see the guy. Dickhead. It's quite a bit really, of his nose. Yeah, I don't think he really looks like a dickhead anymore. It kind of looks more like a vagina nose. I would say asshole. Asshole has part of his nose cut off to look like Red Skull. Like if you had a bifurcated butthole? That, that's kind of what it looks like. Comic book fan has implants put in his face and part of his nose chopped off to fulfill his dream of looking like Captain America's nemesis, Red Skull. Who is a Nazi, by the way. <laughs> he was a Nazi. Was he like a, was he a Nazi, like a Nazi sergeant, or Nazi uh, general or something, then got in a horrific accident? I guess. I don't, Uranium I don't really poisoning or something. Captain America that much, but I do know that he's a Nazi. A Venezuelan man has taken body modification to the next level in a bid to make himself look like comic book supervillain Red Skull. Henry Damon, only 37 years old, has had several subdermal implants on his forehead before having part of his nose removed. So the question on everyone's mind, why? Why would you do this, Wackerly? Uh, my theory? I, I mean, I think he has like a theory? pathological... Uh, his, his, his parents didn't pay enough attention to him. And so he has this pathological need for attention. Uh, and for more and more like shocking, you know, like, a, like you could be like, wow, you're a really good whistler, you know, or something. But then somebody would be like, oh, that, and cause they would remark on it and say, that's pretty cool. But then it would be passing. So you've, you got to de- keep doing more and more dramatic things. Well, like, like people that get facial tattoos. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's start, people. Okay, people who are like take up juggling. <laughs> let's start at the bottom. 
Yeah, but that's I mean, harmless, I with though. Whistling. That's an innocuous uh, hobby. Sure, sure, it's an innocuous. Okay, but then then somebody then that same person buys a unicycle, and they're like, oh, it's innocuous. But then that person like rides their unicycle to like public transit, and they're trying to carry their unicycle on the bus with them. Then facial tattoos. <laughs> then this. <laughs> that's the next step. Now this is like I, I would say this is the top of the uh, attention seeking pyramid. Are really? neck tattoos, uh, is that a facial tattoo or? And no, then my follow-up question is, are neck tattoos now just the tattoos that like ever, because I, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've seen a bunch of people who I was like, well, you're not a rock star, so you have to be gainfully employed somehow, or in the future you'll need to, but you have a giant neck tattoo. I, I see them more and more often now. A neck tattoo or a hand tattoo in this day and age is slightly more socially acceptable than oh, it was d- 10 years ago. Yeah, hand tattoo. I mean, Jesus. My fucking grandma had a hand tattoo. Yeah, but you go to like, uh, you know, different websites where they're, you know, and they have models like they're trying to be edgier. They'll have their, their models will have neck tattoos and hand tattoos. I think it's just a little more socially acceptable than it was a decade ago. When Whereas, does a neck tattoo become a face tattoo? Well, that's the thing. It's like when it starts going into your jawline and your cheek or your nose, your face, facial tattoos are not socially acceptable by any means. I guess I won't get that giant cock on my nose then. And the worst part about it is subdermal implants. Like even, I, like, okay, I'm slightly into body modification somewhat at a very low level. I got tattoos. I got like uh, stretched ears. Subdermal implants skeeves me out. I think it's disgusting. Can you take those things out and does your face go back to normal or what? Yeah, you can. You can. I mean, it's like, what, what, what do they put in? Like, like uh, bits of hard plastic. I think it's just kind of underneath your skin. It, it, could, I fact, just, could I make a pocket and like keep my house keys in there? Because I'm always losing that shit. I bet you, you know, uh, people uh, put um, like transistors in there and... Uh, <laughs> Like different forms of electronics into their wrists. Oh, now. like if I had a garage door opener in there and then I could just push the button on my forehead and my door would open? Yeah, that's the thing. You could just like That'd press a button and like, uh, you, you know, I bet you could, um, you know, press a button and turn lights on your house. The hmm. mood lighting. Interesting. Be kind of cool. Very postmodern. But subdermal implants, though, they, they are, I mean, that is a creepy thing to get. Why would you get that? Well, I always wanted horns. <laughs> Really? It just looks like you have a giant deformity. I mean, th- I think that, I, well, facial tattoos, boy. subdermal implants are kind of in the same way. It's like you're making yourself into a carnival sideshow freak. And that's kind of where this guy's going. It's like pathological attention seeking. It's like you're just not well, content. But I actually, well, something you just said, I do draw the line. If this is, if you're making a living at this, then go for it. Like if you're like the lizard man or the the puzzle guy, what's he called? The enigma. Enigma, yeah. And that's those guys' job, and they you know they're making a living. Great. But, but I, think, I don't think this guy's making a living at being Red Skull. He's not in the new Captain America movie, is he? Because I might change my opinion. No, but I think this is that's his goal. He wants to be like a famous cosplayer model in that world. You know that guy freak that has the uh, skeleton tattoos on his face, and he's like a fashion model. No. Um, he's got, his whole face is like a skull. He's like a famous model with like uh, skeleton tattoos. But I mean, his, his head is shaved. He's got like brain tattoos. It, it's extreme body, bodily modification. But this guy is made into like that's his livelihood. And that's, it. that's how he earns a living. I think this guy's kind of going for that same effect. However, I think it, the reverse thing is going to happen. I was talking to my girlfriend about this and she's into cosplay. She said 
people in the in that world would find this guy to be freakish and revolting. <laughs> like he's repulsive. You look at him. Well, he's the Red Skull. Yeah, but not to mention he's not though. She was even he bringing this really point. She's like, like he, it's a really much. shitty looking Red Skull. She's like, he's got a beard. His uh, implants aren't even don't even look like a skull. It's just like the bumps all over his face. I do so, get the sense that he started off doing going in one direction and then decided to become Red Skull after he'd already gone down the path a little bit, which is uh, not so great. I mean, if you ask me, he kind of looks like a burn victim, like one of those Afghani chicks that showed a little bit of ankle. Next thing you know, some guy rides by on a moped and sprays a bunch of ass in her face. That's exactly what he looks like. That's what he looks like. He should change it just to that, that he's trying to draw awareness to that plight. Yeah, like one of those Taliban chicks. Or uh, uh, a pit bull, like a victim of a pit bull mauling. Like somebody's got his face removed. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, I don't, I don't think it's really evil. I think if I saw this guy on the street, I'd be like, wow, that guy's freakish looking. I, wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't connect uh, Red Skull to it. Um, and the, the worst part about this is the guy's a married father. He has kids. He has children. I mean, I mean, the worst part of that is just that he doesn't seem to be gainfully employed, and this isn't going to help matters. Well, you don't really. I mean, I don't think he's much of a provider for the family. I think he provides them with horror. At least and, it's not uh, written in the article. I think he provides them with trauma. Um, <laughs> after meeting up with his med school dropout uh, doctor, Emilio Gonzalez, who specializes in tattooing and extreme body surgery... Uh, Mr. Damon said this was his opportunity to finally become Red Skull, to achieve his childhood dream. Now, doesn't Red Skull have some uh, powers? He's a super strength or something like that, or is he just very charismatic? I think he's just charismatic like Hitler. Oh. I'm not sure if he has powers. I think his powers, he's just got this scary-looking face. Oh, well, okay, it's this guy does have the powers of Red Skull then. So his, uh, his friend what if, here... Uh, what if he wanted to be Skeletor? Yeah, but that'd be difficult because then you'd have to tattoo your body blue. I mean, we could wear makeup. Yeah, but I mean, he could wear makeup and, and get a... his face is white. He could get a prosthetic mask, like some special effect mask. He can get a Red Skull mask. That would have been a reasonable thing to do. But instead, he is transforming into Red Skull. His friend here said he's loved comic books since he was a kid and always dreamed of becoming Red Skull, but never got around to it. Right. You know... When I was a kid... Most people, uh, yeah, they get out of that sort of fantasy adolescent stage. Well, when I was a kid, I loved Juggernaut. I thought Juggernaut was the shit. But I never wanted to become Juggernaut. It's not like uh, as a 40-year-old man, I gained like 600 pounds wearing like a brown leather mask around. There's still a year to go. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's like, this is where the pathology comes in. (laughs) This guy's got some issues. Um, what if they re- you know what they do with these superheroes is they reboot the series and what if they reboot Red Skull and he looks totally different like he's just a guy that has like you know like a red birthmark of a skull <laughs> could you imagine how pissed you'd be <laughs> god damn and it and everyone would be like oh I love Red Skull yeah that birthmark's super cool this guy would be like that's not the real Red Skull man that's not the real fucking Red Skull man <laughs> you're like, yeah yes like- I just saw him in a movie the movie made like 500 million dollars that's not the fucking real Red Skull I'm the what? original Red did Skull did somebody burn you with acid <laughs> <laughs> did you show your ankle to a Taliban man is that what happened uh, um, before the surgery, Mr. Damon here underwent several physical and psychological tests, according to his surgeon, uh, Mr. Emilio Gonzalez. 
Typically, surgeon actually graduates from med school. Just FYI. <laughs> that drop out. Um, what, what do you think these tests consist of? Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> hey, bro. No. You uh, stone right now? No. No? All right. Well, shit. Fuck. Let's I'm go. I'm going to stick some subdermal implants in your head and turn you into Red Skull. Yep. You got kids? Yeah. <laughs> uh Pretend I didn't ask that. I mean, basically, this guy's going to, like, Joe Kelly to get some, like, medical procedures done on his face. And psychologically evaluated. (laughs) Um, How are you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, I feel good. Oh, cool. Let's go. (laughs) Mr. Gonzalez said Henry here is a physically and intellectually healthy person. Um, He's an excellent son, husband, and father who has an extreme taste for body modification. Yeah, I'm sure his dad is quite proud of his son's achievements here. And his son, I'm, I'm sure, is scared shitless. His son's got to be terrified of this. Like, I, I remember when I was a kid, my mother used to get dermabrasions. Because she had, like, bad acne, like adult acne. So she'd get dermabrasions. And she would get, like, a, they, they'd wrap your face up for, like, a week. Like, like five your, days. Your, when your mommy looked like a mommy? Dude, scared the shit out of me. I was, like, I don't know, five or six. And she'd come in and be like, good night, David. And I was just like, ah, I got scared. I mean, would you be scared? Yeah, it's the fucking mummy. But the bandages came off. She looked like my mom again. I was fine. This hmm. kid, this poor kid, he's like his dad comes home. His nose is chopped off. His face is red. He's got this creepy beard. He's coming in there. Hey, boy. You know, uh, boy. Time, to have a, <laughs> boy. Uh, time to have a father-son chat. I'd be like, uh, don't touch me. I'd be scared. Plus, then when the kid's like 15, he's just going to be, you know, you're like just irritated at your parents. And you're like, yeah, my fucking dumbass dad who had his nose cut off <laughs> thinks he's cool. <laughs> you know, when his dad's like, when you have to have, eat family dinner and you just like hate your family. And like his dad's, there's just this whistling noise coming out of his dad's nose. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you, dad. <laughs> what I don't get is, uh, could you imagine like now, is he going to have sex with his wife? She's probably into it. You think she's into getting boned by Red Skull? Guy with no nose. (laughs) For a short period of time. Then she'll find somebody who actually has a career. All right. What would you rather? Okay. Let's say, Wackerly, hypothetically speaking, you had a vagina. Would you rather get eaten out by Steven Tyler? Steven Syphilitic Tyler or uh, Red Skull? It's Steven Tyler's current age or in his prime? They're about the same right now. Like right now. Red Skull or Steven Tyler? Senior citizen Steven Tyler. <laughs> it would be less horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, anyway, his mission is he's going to get silicone implant, implants on the cheekbones, chin, and cheeks. Oh, he's cheeks. not done yet. No, he's not done. It's a transformation. It's going to take years. I hope his kid's fucking college fund is paid off. <laughs> and he's going to tattoo his entire face red and finally become Red Skull. I hope this guy doesn't hear this podcast and like Red Skull's trying to get me. Yeah, I don't know. My question is, what's he going to do after he becomes Red Skull? Because he's not going to be able to even work at McDonald's. I guess he'll find Captain America and fuck him up. (laughs) It's about the only thing he can do. What do you have here for the second story? Uh, this one was set in from a listener called Philip, and it's about a Chinese student. 
Chinese student. 23-year-old, they only call him Lee, which is his last name, which is like almost everyone in China. He was studying at university in Changchung, Changchun, and he told police that he'd been failing a lot of classes and called uh, prostitutes to help relieve the pressure. So even Chinese people in China fail classes. Yeah. It uh, goes against the stereotype of the studious Asian student. Yeah, but the thing is here, though, it's like when we fail classes because we're like, you know, listening to heavy metal music and smoking marijuana, it's like those guys are failing classes because they're just not up to the standard. <laughs> the academic standard. <laughs> it's for them. Of, uh, Chinese At least people. we had an excuse. Yeah. Like, marijuana and heavy metal. I'm getting stoned. I'm listening to Judas Priest. I don't have time to study. Right. What are they doing? I don't know. Like uh, playing with those like hoops and sticks in the street. <laughs> what do they do over there? Yeah, on their computers or something. I mean, they're like probably playing uh, RPG games. Well, that's you know? actually a legitimate American reason to fail classes too. But uh, what I'm saying, there's a high standard for uh, success there. So I think it's like you when you fail. I think you have to resort to getting prostitutes. Right. When he says he's been failing a lot of classes, he's getting like a B minus. Yeah, he's probably whereas, getting B minus. Whereas if I was getting a B minus, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, I was bonging beers all week. And I fucking got a B minus on the test. I rule. And and Mama Wackerly, Mater Wackerly, would just be like, oh, you know, young Wacker Jr., you'll do good. You'll do better next time. It's he's fine. expanding his horizons. He's just becoming a well-rounded individual. But if like you were... his freedom. But if you were Wacker Lee... In China, your Chinese yeah. equivalent, um, your Chinese mother would probably be smacking you with a bamboo stick. Oh, she'd really probably be harsh. committing suicide. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably have to commit suicide because you've dishonored your parents by getting that B minus. I think this guy's digging himself a hole, though, because he got some prostitutes. I'm not sure how my mom would feel about that, but I can imagine. Stress reliever. It's mom, fine. it's just stress relief. Yeah. By the way, this is candy. She's going to be having Thanksgiving dinner with us. <laughs> It's just stress relief, though. Plus, this is costing me a lot of money. So be polite to the hooker. Uh, but I do think my mom would be really mad about this. Because on March 6th, he hired a 20-year-old prostitute called Kai through the internet. Hmm. China's sounding better and better. I'll have to refresh my views. Yeah, but that's a good usage of the internet. And, uh, well... I guess in China you go somewhere to meet the prostitute, which I guess happens here too. I guess they have like those cheap motels over there, or maybe you just go to maybe you go on the internet and you order one up, and then you go to the brothel. No, I think here the way it works is you go to like Backpage.com and they just yeah. send a hooker to your hotel. Right. So you think you went to a hotel, or do you think you went to a brothel? I think brothel. this guy probably was just in one of those uh, weird Chinese love hotels and then just ordered a couple prosties. Or a car somewhere. But I don't think many of them have cars. They know how to drive. It's probably a rickshaw. <laughs> a he rickshaw. just took a rickshaw, picked up a couple hookers. Oh, boy. I know. Look at Wackerly. Always just going down this racist uh I didn't say rickshaw. You hole. said rickshaw. Yeah, but you're leading. You're goading me. You're, like, suggesting it. That's the power of my Red Skull mind control. <laughs> well, wherever he went... <laughs> I guess it couldn't have been a rickshaw. It had to be some kind of a room, I would think, because he hanged the prostitute and then had her body shipped back to his house in Chang... 
Look, in one part it says Chang Chun, and then it says Chang Ping. Must be two different places. He hung the prostitute at the location he was at and then shipped her body. Yeah, then he put her in a box, some kind of like a FedEx box or DHL or UPS or Chinese Postal Service. And then he shipped her back to his, uh, his home. I don't quite understand the Chinese Postal Service. It sounds like it's uh, quite, like, vastly different than the U.S. Postal Service. Because in the U.S., you have to sort of declare what's in the box, right? Hey, I ship a lot of T-shirts out uh-huh. via the USPS. And you go there, you got to fill out a customs form. You got to put, like, T-shirt in here. You got to Well, that's when it's value. going out of the country, though. What about when you're na- mailing one to, like, uh, Ohio? Yeah, they ask. They're like, uh, do you want to get insurance? What's in here? Do you want to ship this first class? Like, what's this right. guy saying? That thing has got to weigh like 100 pounds. At least. At maybe. least Well, maybe pounds. 80. It's a small prostitute. Okay, 80 pounds. But still, I mean, you got to be like, yeah. What if this... it's a child prostitute? Now we're talking like 60 pounds. But I what's mean, the, the box is sent over there for prostitutes? It isn't balanced. I mean, I'm surprised. They must just not even care. It's like, you just you could just mail anything. Uh, once again, opinion of China going up. Maybe they do have more freedom than us. Yeah. Well, definitely with a postal service. Plus, you could just say it was like your, you know, your your bench press set or something, or your collection of American bowling balls. I guess you could do that. It's a, I have a beanbag chair and a collection you, of bowling balls in here. What if you said it was your dead pet? I bet you in China you mail they wouldn't a dead care. Dog, like a big Alsatian. Well, I think they'd be like, you can't email, you can't mail food. Email like <laughs> food. You can't mail food, so I'm sorry. Once again, you are bringing the culturalist racist angle into this <laughs> you once again suggested it uh-huh um it, well then he had sex with a corpse in his house they keep saying house which then that also makes me think does he still live at home or is this a house that he is he a student but he somehow can afford his own house it doesn't say like apartment i could see or his dormitory mother, his mother must be severely disappointed i mean think about this it's like you got this kid failing his, his, uh, his, his studies. Next thing you know, banging prostitute, prostitutes. And then even worse, murdering them and then having sex with their corpses. And then he dismembered the parts and buried it in the garden. I think this is his parents' home. But maybe his parents are dead or something. Because, you know, Mama Wackerly would not permit this to go on. No, I couldn't imagine Under her this. roof. Then, I mean, how long can... You can have a sex with a corpse for quite some time, right? But on March 6th, he killed the prostitute, mailed her back to his house, and I, I don't know how long the Postal Service takes there, a couple days. Then he had sex with her body, and then he cut her up, put her in the garden. And then on March 23rd, he goes out and get another pro, gets another prostitute, kills her, and does the same thing, including the, uh, the mailing part. How much do you think it costs to ship one of these uh, dead hookers? <laughs> Did it cost more to pay for the prostitute? Which I guess you don't have to pay for the prostitute, right? If you're going to murder her. Well, yeah, because uh, <laughs> I don't think you pay up front. Well, let's say that you did have to pay the prostitute. Does it cost more to pay the prostitute or to mail her body back to your house? Probably the mail. I, I imagine. By the I mean, pound. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how expensive it is to mail things in uh, in uh, China, but it seems like they have a very laissez-faire approach. I don't think they really care about what you're sending. What I'm what I'm wondering about though, where, where are all the pimps? Yeah, I know. You think he'd be getting in the SmackDown? Like you can't be killing my prop, my bitches. 
and shipping them around the country. And shipping them around the country. Yeah. That's extra charge. I know. It's like, uh, what are you doing here? Lee. He told the detectives that he uh, used to have fantasies about having sex with dead bodies, and he decided one morning that he could no longer resist carrying it out. Hmm. He's ordered to, uh, he's convicted, he's going to die, death sentence, and he's also, he's getting a death sentence, and he's also ordered to pay 8,000 pounds in compensation to the victim's families. Wow. If you're convicted of the death sentence and then they like charge you all this money, can't you just be like, no, fuck off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? It's like, how are they going to make you pay? I guess they just confiscate your estate. But then that's funny. Like, why are they only giving the family $8,000? Shouldn't they give them, or 8,000 pounds? Shouldn't they give him like everything that he has? Don't you think the family must be stoked? Because they probably have an estranged relationship with their hooker daughter. And then they're like, sweet, we just cashed in. I don't know how it works in China. Maybe she was giving uh, the money she earned, you know, selling out her pussy to, to her support her family. Yeah, I guess prostitution prostitution's different in third world countries. It's kind of a necessity there. It's like an actual vocation. As <laughs> it's opposed the world's, to the old, world's oldest profession. It goes on in every country, I bet. Yeah, but in the U.S., it's just kind of because the girl's lazy or, uh, you know, was molested by her father. You know, and she's like, I don't want to do long division, so I'm just going to become a hooker. But uh, in, in, <laughs> That's your choices. Yeah, but... <laughs> long division or prostitution. Just like she doesn't want to stay in school, learn long division, and eventually become a programmer somewhere. Instead, she's just like, I'm just going to sell my pussy. Whereas in China, I don't think you're given that option. I think it's like, you you know, your, your kid graduates from college. If you're a boy, it's like, great, well, we're going to send him to like business school, but she's just going to be a prostitute. Well, it's a centrally planned economy, so they just tell you what your job's going to be. Yeah. That's from what I hear. It's a vocation. You are going to be a elementary school teacher. You're a whore. <laughs> You're going to scrape <laughs> scrape the gutters out in the, uh, you know, uh, meatpacking district. I'd rather be a whore. No. Um. <laughs> You're below whore on the aptitude test. If you were a pimp here. And you sold your girl to this guy, or she, you rented this girl out to this guy. He ends up having sex with her, but then he kills her, and he's continually having sex with her with her corpse. Would you charge him more money for that? Oh no! I mean, pimp justice would be coming out. It'd be beyond money at that point. Oh, okay, because so he's disrespecting me. I guess because he killed your merch. He's killed one of your uh, your merchandise. Right. This is uh, affecting your your income. Well, yeah, but he's just. You know, it's a show of disrespect. That's the that's the main thing, and I have to rectify that swiftly and violently. I just wonder if if like in this uh, this this uh, Chinese economy where they dictate what kind of job you have, like I wonder if they just don't need pimps. Like if the government's the pimp. Yeah, or maybe the, you know the pimp war is part of the party, the sure. communist party. Who knows? Communist party pimp. Anyway, people, send your stories. Stick around podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We've got some phone calls to get to, uh, but real quick, here's another word from our sponsor. Valentine's Day, just around the corner. What is it, like a week away? It's like next week. Seems like it. Yeah. Be prepared. Go to adamandeve.com. Get 50% off any item. You can choose. There's like 18,000 adult entertainment products, toys, lingerie, whatever. Just go to adamandeve.com. Select something sexy, something exciting. And they'll even give you a romance kit. I think everybody needs a romance kit. You get this romance kit completely free. It's got a toy for you, a massager for your woman, and a little something both of you can enjoy, and a free DVD. So even if you don't take her out to Olive Garden, if you don't go buy her roses, 
You could just surprise her and be like, oh yeah, I got you a dildo in this romance kit. It's going to save our marriage. Um, and they give you free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com for this special Valentine's Day offer. It's only, it's only valid this week. Get 50% off one item, free romance kit, free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, at adamandeve.com. Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. And uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. All right, Wacker, we've got a few phone calls here to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. The first call came in from an Englishman with a story about farting. Ah, Dean Lance. This is Pevster from the UK, Limey Land as you call it. Um, just ringing to say that I was just listening to the latest show and I heard you talking about an epic farter. Well, I was epic that farter. epic farter in the school. I still am that epic farter. I'm renowned. I think he still held on to that title. Like it didn't go away. He's still the epic farter. Renowned for my farts. I'm not a performing flatulist, but I am renowned for my farts all over. Uh, I'm a fire alarm engineer, travel around. Or control or what? Yeah, no, there's a lot of variables that determine an epic farter. I've always thought it was uh, projection noise. But hey, I mean, you could be an epic farter if you could clear a room. (laughs) You know? I've I've had a few roommates that could do that. Or just control also. Like, hey, dude, yeah. fart. Oh, okay. people can fart on command? On command, right. Never been able to do that. UK, and uh, all my colleagues know me as a farter. Uh, my family know me as a farter. My children, apparently, uh, I hurt my little girl's eyes when I fart, which is quite funny. Um, How does that happen? So now we're talking about smell. Oh, you, no, so, okay, so he's an epic farter in terms of just odor. Well, I mean, he might have multiple, he might win in multiple uh, categories, but we know, we know that the smell is part of his repertoire. It's making his child's eyes water. Mm. It must just be a very, just a uh, disgusting odor. But yeah, I am that farter. I did do a fart quite often in uh, the assemblies and I'd get in trouble for it quite a bit because most of the time when I'd (laughs) fart people would separate from me and I would be left in a circle of people uh, which would single me out and then the headmaster would call me out afterwards and I would have to do lines quite often 200 lines I will not of cocaine no, like Bart Simpson. <laughs> like Bart Simpson. I will not fart during an assembly. Pass wind in assembly and things of a similar ilk. Um, it even got to the point where they threatened to call my mum about it. Um, but yeah, I am that epic farter and I will always be an epic farter. Um, even though I've changed my diet and everything, I just fart all the time. Uh, yeah, healthy. I thought you'd like to know that. Uh, keep up the good show. Um, love your topics. Um, you guys are very entertaining on the way to Oxford every day. Um, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. 
take it sleazy. Wow. Do you think this guy's clearing rooms in the lecture halls at Oxford? Yeah. He's like a professor of astrophysics. I like the uh, degree of hubris that's involved here. Like this guy definitely is, is boasting about his farting ability. Why not? He's already married. He already has kids. He's not fooling anyone. Do you think he got laid a lot in high school? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have nothing to go on. I, I mean, you can hide, even if you're an epic farter, you can be like, oh, no, I'm not. And like, keep it under wraps for a little while till you get laid. No, but he's legendary. I mean, he would clear a space. People would move away from him. And I bet you everybody just knew he was going to do it. It's not like they're writing articles about him in the paper. You word can go travels meet a girl fast. who doesn't run in your circle of friends. Yeah, but word spreads fast in high school. Like, you know the farters. Like, this guy. I, I wonder if it's like his girlfriends just have to deal with it. He must be in a... I bet you he looks like Hugh Grant. Or, That's uh, possible. Or Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Who knows? But um, it's good to know that someone, especially at like an older age, has children and still considers himself an epic farter. You'd be proud of that. Uh, here's a next call is from Uncle Jiggles. Yo, Dean Lance. It's been a long time. This is Uncle Jiggles. I don't know if you remember me. I uh, sent some pictures of my girlfriend at the time sucking my cock on the uh, fucking forums. Um, Do you remember that at all? No. I know. Why Why would you do that? Seems like a good idea, though, posting that to the forum. Picture yeah. of you getting your cock sucked. Doesn't that seem like some kind of revenge porn kind of thing, though? Like, uh, I know that's not a very popular thing to do these days. Yeah, that's why I don't want everything to do with the forum. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we that don't talk. You go to prison for that shit now. We don't talk about the forum much anymore because of the revenge porn. We're scared of that. Who knows what else they post on there? I'm the guy that keeps asking for uh, old school shirts. And yeah, I just got back into the show. It's been a few years. Everything's still kick ass. Can't believe it's been nine years. And uh, I just want to say, uh, make a fucking poster so I can hang it up in my fucking house. And uh, yeah, I still got your clock in my room. And about three or four shirts, but I still want those old school black shirts with the red script sick and wrong text, motherfucker. All right, love you guys. Peace. Oh, this guy's a hardcore fan. He has merch that I forgot about. Did we make clocks? I'm sure you got it off Cafe Press. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a period when we would just put our logo on anything. And I think uh, I think this cafe press store still exists, so that period is still ongoing. <laughs> but there's like ridiculous things, like refrigerator magnets. Um, I think mouse pads. Do people even use mouse pads? I have a mouse pad at work. But do you have a sick and wrong logo on your mouse pad? No, I don't. I think it was like the Abu Ghraib character logo from like nine years ago. And then there was the. Uh, I know we did the the clocks. It's been a while since I've looked at all that. We should revisit that. That's a good idea. Um, you know, uh, we might be revisiting some old t-shirt designs in the near future. I know a lot of people have been asking for the old uh, pentagram one that said, like, I, pentagram, S&W. Might bring that one back because it's easy. Uh, and not to mention, it's fashionable, so we might bring that one back. But in terms of posters, not going to make a poster, but you can go buy a print. It's the next best thing. Go buy a print. 
at the uh, the podcast uh, store, sickroompodcast.com slash store. Well, thanks, Uncle Jiggles. Good to have you back. Finally here, here's a, uh, the, the final call is a follow-up about that Welsh father from a few weeks ago. All right, Dean Lance, it's Welsh student PJ Yes, I for a follow-up call. Well, since then, some information has come to light about this fucking girl. Now, the 15-year-old girl's got a new guy on the go. Not either the fuck father or just someone to take care of the child. And you asked who the father was. Well, we still don't know about that one. But the soldier has actually stepped up saying that he's willing to take care of the father, uh, take care of the fuck baby. And he's more than convinced that he's the father. Whereas the other guy, the 18-year-old best friend of mine, has got another girl pregnant at this point, who is also 15. So he's got quite a track record going ahead of him at this moment in time. And to answer your question, <coughs> the age of consent is 16. You fucking creeps. Why the fuck would it be 14? We're not that fucking backwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Would you be surprised if the AOC was 14 in Wales? I mean, I'm surprised that it's 16. Yeah, same with me. It's, it's 18 like... here. Who's the creep now? Yeah, I'm surprised. Is it is it 16 and human, or is it like 16 for humans and 10 for sheep? Well, you have to go. To, you have to make a conversion to sheep years. Sheep years. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. I don't know what that is either. Uh, people, send your uh, calls or give us a call 206-666-3846. Uh, if you're not listening to the show on iTunes, we hate you. Actually, no, just go to iTunes. It's the best way to listen to the show. You can just rate, comment. I don't think we've even had a comment in like three months. So uh, go give us a rating. Go give us a comment. Boost our exposure. We need to get back in the uh, the top comedy podcast. It's been a while. You ever check out our rankings, Wackerly? No. On iTunes? Yeah. No, I haven't actually opened iTunes in like six months. It's, the program is complete shit. And now that there is, you know... Pandora and uh, all these other SoundCloud. radio music streaming programs on your phone, there's no reason to ever go to iTunes. Okay, now Wackerly is the problem. That's why people aren't listening to the show. On, no, there, uh, there's iTunes. also plenty of ways to listen to the show without <laughs> going to iTunes, also. And you could subscribe to the show on iTunes and then you just continually loads onto your phone. You don't actually have to open iTunes. I do find iTunes confounding, though. Like today, I it's was a just... complete piece of shit program, and I don't. You know, there's all these people who love Apple, and Apple's great and can do no wrong, and it does it does tons of wrong, and a lot of what they put out is shit. So I don't get it. I mean, you know, you know what's you know what programs are amazing? Microsoft Word, micro and Microsoft Excel are two of the greatest pieces of software of all time. Here's a curmudgeon. They've never no, changed no, I'm it. Not being it does the exact I'm same thing. These are things that I like. You know what a pro, you know one of the piece of popular software that's complete and utter garbage shit. It's iTunes. utilitarian. It hasn't changed since 1996. <laughs> that's I can not figure true it out. But no, I, you know I agree with you with iTunes. The worst thing about iTunes is like they constantly upgrade that shit. I was going to say that's the worst part. iTunes wasn't always total shit. It used to be average and they turned it into shit. 
Well, dude, now you look at it, it's like decoding hieroglyphics. Like, I was trying to add these calls to my iPod to play them here on the show. I couldn't even figure out how to do it. I couldn't it's, even figure out where my playlist was on my iPod. It's total software diarrhea. But whatever. You know, listen, to, listen to the show any way you want. Just go to iTunes and give us a rating at least once. It uh, helps us out. Then go give us a rating and then uninstall it from your computer immediately. <laughs> Uh, we also have a Sick and Wrong fan page, uh, our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash sickandwrongpodcast. Go check it out. I've been uh, posting a lot more there. I'm trying to like build up that site. So give us a like, follow, whatever. Also, uh, prints, as I said before, are available on the site. I will sign them. You can have some autographed prints from Wackerly and myself. You could order them. They're only 10 bucks. It's a great gift. That makes a good Valentine's Day gift. If you want to make your woman moist, Give, us a, give her a picture of Dean Lance. We'll, even, we'll personalize it. Uh, we also have t-shirts available at Sick and Wrong Store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. And uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. This was sent in from uh, Casey via Facebook. Casey writes, um, Casey sent in a, uh, a band. He goes, I'm sure you've heard of this, D. It's a band called PKN. I can barely even say this. It's like a Swedish or fin- no, it's a Finnish punk band. It's, it's an acronym for like some weird Finnish word that has a lot of consonants. I can't even pronounce it. But PKN is the name of the band. They're a four-piece punk band whose members all have Down syndrome. A couple of them are also autistic. So not only do they have Down syndrome, they're also autistic. They've been playing together for the last six years and were the centerpiece of a 2009 documentary called The Punk Syndrome. Remember that band, System of a Down? Vaguely. Well, they're big in like uh, late 90s. I remember uh, people, a friend of mine, or a couple friends of mine, used to call it Syndrome of a Down. And at first I thought that was really funny, but then I forgot that they were actually called System of a Down, so I used to just call them Syndrome of a Down. And then I never really knew anything about the band, so I just assumed a couple of the members were retarded. But they aren't retarded. They're totally normal, except their music is retarded. Whereas this band, they are retarded, but their music's not retarded at all. Like, they're better musicians than both you and I. Well, that's not very hard. That's true. Um, but check it out. So we're going to end the show here with uh, one of their songs called Ina Moon Pita, which translates to I Always Have To. And I guess they've entered this song into um, the Eurovision Song Contest, which is like the Olympics for pop songs, but it's only in Europe. And the uh, some of the champs you might have heard of before, Celine Dion, she won in... Uh, she won Terrible. like in the 90s and ABBA. ABBA. ABBA's won Eurovision before, back mm. in the day. They were kind of a powerhouse. You have to give them props for that. So who knows? I don't know if you can vote, but if, if I were to vote for a winner of the Eurovision contest, it would have to be the retard punk band from Finland, uh, PKN. Um, they have to beat out 17 other Finnish bands to represent their country, but you know, my hat's off to them. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Ina Moon Pita by uh, PKN. Thanks, Casey, for saying that in. People will be back next week with episode 470. Till then, take a sleazy. Good night. Yeah.
Okay, I'm 26. I'm just barely passing as an adult at this point. But at work, I'm surrounded by like 19 and 20 year olds. And that five year difference is enough to make me feel like I'm surrounded by infants most days. But listening to you two assholes rant about the internet actually made me feel young for the first time in about a year and a half. Thanks, I just appreciate that. But I do remember dial-up. The teacher forced me to do your homework on the internet for whatever fuck reason. But my mother would not shut the fuck up. So I had to sit up and wait until she finished talking about whatever the fuck it was she was doing that day. So she could hang up so that I could connect to the internet to submit some random pointless math problem that nobody gives a shit about. Anyway, fuck you too.